Hello and good evening. My name is Josh, and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. With folks who find the method of the madness, reason and the unreasonable, make a sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all do this evening? I am fired up after that song. <laughs> What'd you guys think of that? Fresh off the it docket. so shitty. What was the... <laughs> we unironically do better music on this. On, the, on our <laughs> dumb show. Oh my god. You're right. Could you imagine if somebody was like funny and just doing the... Like actually trying to make funny songs on their side? Like... Bob, how many, how many views does this have? Uh, this has, uh, only like 48,000 and it was uploaded by the UNC Health Southeastern. It's a hospital in, I think, North Carolina. I think I pulled them up actually. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Formally contract out to these hospitals and like get them some good music. Yeah. Let's sell out. Let's sell out to the fucking B system. Just, well, they saw all the TikTok Satan money. They saw all the nurses dancing on TikTok, and they're like, I think we can capitalize on that, everyone. Everyone loved that when the nurses did that at the very beginning of the pandemic. So let's just yeah. continue that trend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're still doing it, right? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not on TikTok. I have no idea. <laughs> Aaron? This kind of actually reminds me of, uh, like, now they're not even hiding the fact that all of this is just advertising. Play that clip that I just put in show notes and you'll see what I mean. Brought to you by Pfizer. It is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett Out Front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports Update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> yep. Thanks. But these are probably minutes. all like 10 minute, uh, ten year old uh, clips, Aaron. Hardly relevant to today's news landscape. Independent journalism landscape. Dude. Oh. Right, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Go turn on CNN, Fox News, or like MSNBC right now and wait for a commercial to hit and tell me how many a uh, medical commercials and insurance commercials come on. All it's I'm disgusting. saying is that this has probably not affected the journalistic integrity of CBS, CNN, 60 Minutes uh, in any way. <laughs> Fucking insane. Well, I mean, this was... Uh... This was before the technology that let advertisers know when their uh, their ads are being posted on like, um, you know, Breitbart and other alt right news websites or well, quote unquote news websites. Uh, so I mean, back then, you know, there was clearly even less connection between advertisers and the uh, you know who they're promoting. You know what I've noticed too is uh, so like it's football season. And football is the last thing making me, that's my last bridge that I haven't burned that connects me to, like, the normal, normal humans in society. The rest of society. So, yeah. like, listening to sports radio or, like, sports talk radio for a while, and they just stopped doing this randomly. But, like, a few months ago or even, like, a year ago, all the way for, like, the last year... Uh, every hour they'd mention something about the vaccine and how like everybody's dumb that doesn't take it, but they'd act like it's a normal, like an, just, uh, it just came up organically in conversation. There is no way that the pharmaceutical companies weren't paying these radio stations to have organic advertisements in their segments because it was every hour they'd at least have one conversation about how important it is to get vaccinated. It was infuriating but i had to keep seeing if it just like was a trend and it stayed forever and all of a sudden they just stopped talking about it dude they do natural i i heard a natural quote-unquote natural ad the other day for the greg gutfeld show they're 
posing this as like news and the right craft came out with this new advertising, like social media campaign that we're all really excited about. And they're, they're sitting there like talking about how good craft is and their, their mac and cheese and shit. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Like, this is like primetime news show. That's like slightly comedy. I don't even know what the hell you would classify. They that tried show to make as. it seem like it's a natural co- conversation about how much they love craft macaroni and cheese. A millionaire is talking about how much they love craft. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if if podcasters can't pull that off, uh, yeah, some phony on the TV won't be able to either. Um, the only one that can do it right is, um, uh, oh God, Tim Tim Dillon. He's yeah. the only one that can pull off a natural yeah. ad correctly, and just because like they're always hilarious. Okay, I mean, you know, you can't blame these guys because they're not saints or anything. <laughs> wow. Oh, Where's that? Are we getting right into it? Uh, but before, before we get into it, <laughs> we do have a phone number, a, a voicemail number you can call in at, at 1 833 666 911. Again, that is 1 833 666 0911. And you can also reach us at OKHMO at social. Come federate with us. Yes, that. Before thing. we get into it too, we also had some. We did have some voicemails from uh from from Myrtle Myrtle Tuna, but uh Myrtle, they were fucking they were fucking three minutes long. What are you doing? I can't play three minute voicemails. Are you out of your mind? Dude, we can we can do it on the <laughs> bonus episode. Yeah. yeah, like we always do with voicemails. <laughs> yeah, on our point, the second where we clear that Patreon hurdle of what of starting a Patreon, um. Then we'll we'll definitely have those on. Let, let's let's do this. We'll 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 listen to them and then we'll cut out some good content from them and try to play it under like a minute. How about that? That's what we probably should do. But yeah. But I'd rather just yell at the person leaving the voicemail and say, <laughs> "Keep it around thirty seconds." What the fuck. <laughs> have you ever listened to a podcast before? <laughs> but again, yeah. I don't have the patience of a saint. Like our next topic. Whoa. Mother Teresa. What do you guys know about Mother Teresa? Um, she spent a lot of her um saintliness in I don't know how to phrase that, in like third world countries and she would she opened up churches and hospitals and caregiving centers, am I wrong? Well, Yay. is that the, pretty, the narrative? Pretty much that. She just uh, yeah. uh sacrificed her life to help take people off the street and you know, help cure the dying or be with them while they died and you know she, she's a, a model of a uh, model of virtue for the rest of us in the modern world close so she was a nun um she was in ireland for a bit i guess she got like a bunch of shit talked about her or something some she had some like contrived like i was oppressed in ireland as a as a woman um so like then she went to Calcutta to start her own Calcutta, India to start her own uh, like missionary service where she basically opened up what is ba- she basically opened up a hospice uh, for Indian people. Um, but it wasn't see they and then all of a sudden she became the most famous nun in the world like and how that started how how do you think you become the most famous nun? Um, by all the charity and I don't know. Yeah, I I have no <laughs> idea how she got such renown. She like it was kind of just my whole life. She's been uh, or at least my whole childhood. She was just a big deal already. Well, in 1969, there was a show the <laughs> right around the same time. <laughs> Good year for making up a bunch of bullshit. So. <laughs> There was a show on BBC. Uh, it was some like God, some God movie that they did. It was supposed to be like a documentary about like different people that are doing like good works for the Lord. I can't remember the name of it, and I refuse to look it up. But um, they interviewed this Mother Teresa, and the newspaper started claiming that there was a miracle witness. Now, would you like to hear about? This about said miracle. I have a clip of this from the BBC from this uh, 
first of all, from uh, Christopher Hitchens put together some work on Mother Teresa. And this is from his, just to give him credit, uh, from his document, like mini documentary kind of thing called Hell's Angel, Mother Teresa. But uh, yeah, if you want to play that first clip, Bob, this is the miracle that they're talking about. And you, you tell me where the miracle starts. When after I met you in London, really the only thing I wanted to do is to come and see you in your work here. Now I've seen it. And of course, it's a, it's a shining light. Himself arrogant, almost to the point of humility, Margaret became persuaded that he and his team had become the divinely appointed instruments of what he claimed was the first television miracle. During uh, Something Beautiful from God, we, there was an episode where we um, were taken to uh, a building that Mother Teresa called the House of the Dying. And Peter Schaefer, the director, said, uh, well, we, it's very dark in here. Do you think we can get anything? And we had just taken delivery at the BBC of some new film made by Kodak, which we hadn't had time to test before we left. So I said to Peter, well, let's have a go. So we shot it. And when we got back several weeks later, a month or two later, we're sitting in the, in the Rushes Theatre, even studios, and eventually up came the shots of the House of the Dying. And it was surprising. You could see every detail. And I said, that's amazing. That's extraordinary. And I was going to go on to say, you know, three cheers for Kodak. I didn't get a chance to say that, though, because Malcolm, sitting in the front row, spun round and said, it's divine light. It's Mother Teresa. You'll find that it's divine light, old boy. And three or four days later, I was being phoned by journalists from London newspapers who were saying things like, we hear you've just come back from India with Martin Mundridge and you were the witness of a miracle. Okay. So are, are we going to start counting like uh, ghost hunters? Uh, you, you see <laughs> an overexposed light in the background of a picture or, a, you know, something that uh, is, is that now a miracle? Yeah. Every too? time that you put a bright spot in Adobe Photoshop over top of a uh, shitty black and white fucking ghost hunter <laughs> shit, that's a miracle. Dude, lens flares, <laughs> praise to Jesus. <laughs> My favorite part of like ghost hunters is when they're like, <laughs> Oh, did you hear that? It said, Chuck, come out of the, come out and play. My name is Mary Antoinette. Like, you're like, what? That's not what you got from that fucking crackly whisper that you fucking threw through the microphone. But it, enough joking around. I think we did witness a real miracle there on screen. So to explain what they're talking about for the miracle, uh, they filmed a dark area with a bunch of sick Indian people. <laughs> And it came through. It wasn't too dark. It, it was lit up. And that was apparently from the divine light of Mother Teresa, not from an improvement in film made, made in Kodak at the Kodak warehouse in fucking Rochester, New York. I need to isolate that part where he says, it's divine light, my boy. <laughs> it's in the most like quintessential <laughs> British oh, accent. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not even the camera guy himself or like the guy looking at the footage who's identifying the miracle it's everyone else who's just telling him that oh you witnessed a miracle so the so the assholes <laughs> producing this show something good for god went around to all the newspapers saying we witnessed a miracle and the newspapers just ran with it that's wait so so was this one of her two miracles that the vatican counted in uh canonizing her they just because i like healing was her miracle and even though no one was healed she like literally well ran. i i remember the second one was uh some tumor or something that like later the guy the person who was healed attributes to like an actual doctor but uh i i don't know what the first one was 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 this it or was it something else i think they were both healing this is just a sensationalized okay. journalism bullshit oh, okay. that they came up with but they were she was always on the fast track to be canonized like from early on oh yeah so then right around this time they start just cardinals in England and Ireland are just, oh, she's the greatest, the greatest lady in all the land. Like, you know, just it, it gets out of fucking hand. They, they're basically made a push to make themselves a super famous nun as the face of collecting a metric fuck ton of money from people and sending most of it to the Vatican as 7% of the collected money actually went to the missionary, uh, the, the missions. And, uh, even with that measly amount, 
when she died in like 1994 or maybe 99, I, I can't remember uh, exactly when she 97, died. 97, 97, 97. Okay. Uh, she had like over a hundred million dollars in a Swiss bank account. What? Yeah. The smart investor. What? And that's not oh, including God. all the money that went to the Vatican because the Vatican, uh, a lot of the money went to Vatican accounts, which uh, no one is allowed to access. Not they even God own... knows how much money is in a Vatican account. <laughs> they have their own bank, don't they? Oh, yeah. They're, uh, they are their very own bank. Close to, oh, dude. The Vatican's yeah. super secret with that shit. <sighs> That's fucking $100 million. Oh, they were collecting. They were collecting upwards of $100 million a year for a while with their charity, which mm-hmm. is the Minis, uh, Missionaries of Charity, I think is the name of the organization she started. Something, something like that. So that's how, that's the start of Mother Teresa being the most saintliest woman in all of the world is the BBC making up complete nonsense about it. Um. Now let's let's go into. I mean, she did open up these these uh, missions where they treated sick people, and she was just trying to save the poor. So let's get a firsthand account from one of the uh, one of the charity workers that would work that worked at one of these hospices. My initial impression was of all the photographs and footage I've ever seen of Belson and places like that, because all the patients had shaved heads. There are no chairs anywhere. There are just these stretcher beds, and they're like First World War stretcher beds. There's no garden, no yard, yeah, even, no quick. nothing. Um, describe what you guys are seeing here. I, mean, I think she described it perfectly, like First World War stretcher beds. Uh, it it's like um one of those. It looks uh, like an empty bathhouse, though, because there's like natural like raises to like the level of the ground and everything like that. Oh yeah, it, it's and everything's concrete. But yeah, there's just people laying in cots like everywhere that are like three inches, four inches off the ground, like everywhere. It's kind of like one of those one of those tent tent hospital scenes, or like tent clinic scenes out of uh, Gone with the Wind. That that's uh, how I might describe it. <laughs> yeah, like when you see a hospital scene where like everyone has smallpox and is dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks exactly like that. The wrong yeah, Indians, so but exactly. Does this look like where where a one hundred million dollar a year organization would keep uh, the sick to treat them? I mean, I don't know about real estate in Calcutta, but uh, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I hear it's pretty pricey. All right, you can keep going Sorry, with the with this lady's <laughs> description. And I thought, what is this? This is a this is two rooms with fifty to sixty men in one, fifty to sixty women in another. They're dying. They're not being given a great deal of medical care. They're not being given painkillers really beyond aspirin and maybe if you're lucky some brufen or something for them for the sort of pain that goes with terminal cancer and and the things that they were dying of. And I thought, what's the point? Right from the very beginning I wanted to serve the poor. So they had these missions where they just would pile a bunch of people uh, a bunch of sick people into these rooms until they're dead. They don't really treat them. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I heard, right? Like, so, like, the big beef about this is that they just ran, like, a death camp. Not in the sense that they're killing these people, but in the sense that these people are dying and they gave them a place to die. But rather than the street, it's like, okay, you kind of just have a roof over your head. Yeah, I think that's part of the point too. Is that um, you bring them in, give them a place to die, and give them, you know, company and a, a prayer over their body while they're dying. Something like that. Is is that mm. you know getting at what, what the intent is of uh, some of these missions? It, it's yeah. It's just like this is just a money grab scam. Basically, is really what the what the claim is because they are they keep opening these missions to with the soul purpose of collecting a fuck ton of money and not provide anything to the what they're claiming what what were they pitching like when they asked for donations and they said all these things about these these missions what were they actually pitching like did they say that they were giving medical assistance to these people in any sort yeah of way? she would like, go around and claim like 
I think the poor deserve as much as the the rich people with care and I you know we were trying to heal these sick people and we're taking care of all these babies and they would have like orphaned babies that they would take care of and we'll get into more of that later define take care of keep alive we're getting into that later Uh, okay barely keep Keep alive alive. (laughs) i mean as compared to everyone else in this facility that's a a step up i would say yeah kind of it's uh yeah it's just really kind of horrible like that they just and that's why they made her like this saint figure so that dumb people would give her a ton of money to you know, save the third world. Like guilty Westerners basically would give uh, money to this figurehead that's supposed to be hearing all these, you know, poor brown people. For only 90 cents a day, you too can uh, pay a nun to watch a brown person die. Totally. That's the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be someone's fetish. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's, okay. that's twisted. Um, so, um, to... play Mother Teresa's little quote here. Then, um, as to like this was kind of her pitch. You were asking about before, like this is what she would claim, kind of this kind of thing. And I thought, what's the point? Right from the very beginning, I wanted to serve the poor purely for the love of God and to give them. But the rich people get with money. I wanted to give to the poor for the love of God. Okay, so that's very vague. That screams of scam for me. It, it's uh, <laughs> well, it wouldn't even scream a scam. It sounds nice, especially from somebody who apparently is gonna. <clears throat> everyone knows is going to be canonized as a saint. And she did. She's Saint Teresa now. Uh. Except she died with a hundred million dollars in her bank account. That wasn't even close to what the money that they brought in. Like they brought in well over a billion dollars. Dude, what are you, some kind of commie? So a, a rich person can't be a saint? Come on, Aaron. Not claim that. Oh, I need to bring these people. I need to bring the poor what the rich have, and then have a hundred million in your bank, and you see these hospices that she has that are insane. It's not It's not like there's a parable in the Bible about a, a rich man going to ask what he needs to do to go to heaven and the response being, give away everything you own. Come on. Come on. No, the yeah. modern response is, uh, build a spacecraft to get the human civilization to, to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally yeah, happening that's any day now. Save more people than you could, than, than Mother Teresa ever could. There's one more, you, like, oh, sorry. I guarantee you some church is going to canonize Elon Musk as a saint for getting to Mars. It's going to be the most insufferable thing we're all going to like witness. I hope I live to see that day. Oh God. Yeah. That would be so funny. Saint Elon. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like something the Vatican, the current Vatican would do. It would. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Um, so one more story, uh, this lady has about, uh, kid with kidney issues that just that's just another eyewitness account from this uh this particular hospital the first day i was there when i'd finished working in the um women's ward i went and waited on the edge of the men's ward for my boyfriend uh who was looking after a boy of 15 who was dying and an American doctor told me that she had been trying to treat this boy and that he had a really relatively simple kidney complaint that had simply got worse and worse and worse because he hadn't had antibiotics and he actually needed an operation. I don't recall what the problem was. She did tell me. And she was so angry but also very resigned, which so many people become in that situation. She said, well, they won't take him to hospital. And I said, why? All you have to do is get a cab take him to the nearest hospital, demand that he has treatment, get him an operation. She said, they don't do it. They won't do it if they do it for one, they do it for everybody. And I thought, but this kid's 15. Jesus Christ. So they're like actually refusing. Well, they don't want other people to get mad that they're not getting hospital treatment. So we can't give it to him. 
He didn't go to the hospital. He went to the farm upstate. Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> he, went to the mother Teresa, he went to the Mother he, Teresa. He got transferred death, to the uh, other facility. Yeah. Yeah. The death church. That's lovely. So that you know, and don't worry, she if if you're dying of kidney failure, Mother Teresa would have great quotes for you, like pain and suffering have come into your life. But remember, pain, sorrow, suffering are but a kiss of Jesus, a sign that you've come so close to him that he can kiss you. I read those quotes. They're like kind of demented. Yeah, it's just uh, shut up, poor. Deal with the kidney pain until you're dead. Like that's really what she's saying. Like, like it's it's like uh, if Siddhartha Gautama took his in, his premise of Buddhism, why is there suffering in this world, and uh, just kind of resigned himself to the fact, oh, suffering is the point of life. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. So yeah, that that's kind of like an overview of what her missions were like. And they opened up a ton of these places all over. But she was based out of Calcutta. That was more like her spot. Okay. Um, what's more interesting is the company that she kept. Now, what... I mean, what all you, these, these poor dying people. You would think. But actually, her job was mostly to go around in private jets and meet the most famous politicians in the world and endorse them as godly excuse me <laughs> yeah especially who, who if they gave she, her a big check who did she do this for uh ronald reagan for one well okay oh, that's yeah. understandable i mean he is and a then godly he, man she said i didn't i had no idea that you had such love for the people thank you <laughs> ronald reagan you're like a gift from god and then Went to Guatemala, which he was currently killing Guatemalan jungles, jungle people at the time, and uh, said, "You know what? I did. It didn't look that bad. Like she did that." <laughs> uh, she also went to Haiti, uh, where oh, at the God. time, <laughs> leave Haiti alone. Uh, she got a million and a half dollars from a guy named uh, Baby Doc Duvalier, who was uh, the oh, Haitian yeah. dictator at the time. Uh, who and this was in 1980 when she got this and uh, endorsed him as just a wonderful leader and she'd never seen a leader that was so in touch with the common man and really touched her heart I mean you say dictator I say not a communist and Russia's not going to kill us so like uh, tomato tomato yeah I mean he was <laughs> very in touch with the common man so so much so in fact that if anyone spoke out against him he would torture them to death and he had tortured and killed thousands of Haitians also came to light that he embezzled between 800 million and a billion dollars from the Haitian government, AKA his subjects uh, over his time. I don't see what that uh, you know embezzlement has to do with mother Teresa. Well, she got some of that embezzled money to go pretend to cure Indian people. Shit. What? <laughs> it's not looking good for mother Teresa already. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did Mother Teresa hang out with? Uh, Charles Keaton was another good one. Or Charles Keating. He uh, was a real estate developer and a banker and a lawyer. And he was a part of, at the time, the largest uh, savings and loan scandal uh, up to date. Where... A thousand different savings and loan associations went under, and he scammed. Uh, he he personally scammed uh, like three three billion dollars, and uh, let's see, they the government bailed everybody out for one hundred and thirty-two billion dollars of taxpayer money in nineteen eighty nine. So so they were just colleagues of the competing businesses of taking advantage of poor people yeah exactly this is exactly right so like when they're doing <laughs> evil shit they needed a uh a mascot who is a saint to be like these are wonderful people trying to heal the world and they'd use mother Teresa for that the, the catholic church is there they, they specifically take a stance of we will not you know tell you which politician you should vote for or won't take a side there i mean they'll do like oh the you know the worst thing right now is abortion, so you should probably vote against that. Oh, we don't know which candidate really supports or uh, you know is against that, but like 
they, they specifically don't take sides in the same way that it sounds like Mother Teresa did. Now, do you guys want to know where it gets really interesting? I think I've been Go waiting on. for this part all evening. <laughs> After her death, they started discovering that uh, in most of her missions, they caught them selling babies to people on the black market. Excuse me? You mean delivering them to good foster homes? Yeah. Under obviously. the radar for under you know, under the table money. Yes. Yes, that's what, exactly what they were doing. Which, you know, that's the kind of thing that you want to do. You, you know what? Maybe it was just well-meaning parents that couldn't afford to go through the proper channels. They definitely weren't selling them to like as sex slaves or any kind of human trafficking scam like that. The re and, and to be fair, there's no evidence of that because you know how good the government is at looking into that kind of stuff because they're not involved in child sex trafficking. Um, These people must have been using the dark web, a very untraceable. One of the key figures that she was associated with, this is where it gets, you got to make a couple connections. This is real. This is real conspiratorial stuff here, guys. Uh, the, the media mogul in Britain that was pushing her to be so well known was a man named Robert Maxwell, most notably known for all of his scams and for what a piece of shit he was and for fathering a woman named Ghislaine Maxwell. Have you heard that name before, guys? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> basically no mother Teresa's pr guy in england was Gislaine maxwell's father oh holy shit he owned a bunch of newspapers and here comes the gravy <laughs> put giant ads out on the newspaper's front page mother Teresa says the poors in india need your help Give money to her now. Constantly. And what is Gislaine? I can't put my finger on What's Gislaine Maxwell most famous for, guys? Do you guys know? Uh, child trafficking for Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. No need to be sarcastic, Aaron. And she is. So Mother <laughs> Teresa, literally Saint <laughs> Teresa, is one degree separation from Epstein. From Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Two from Epstein. Yeah. Aaron, I, I, I missed all that. My internet's uh crapped out for a second. I saw that. You I saw that uh your I saw your face go blank with like, oh no. And then you <laughs> disappeared from the internet. So welcome back. But yes, so Mother okay. Teresa, her PR guy in England, the guy that owned the newspapers that were pushing her to be very famous was Robert Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell's father. Do you know that? Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, Ghislaine Maxwell was rebelling against her father with uh, some of her, her more, uh, you know, some of her activities, and uh, they have no real relation anymore, right? That, you know what? That's really a good choice. So let's go to Robert Maxwell and see what a good guy he was. So we'll okay. start off with, early in his life, Maxwell, then an Orthodox Jew, escaped from Nazi occupation, joined the Czechoslovakian army, and then won a bunch of medals fighting Nazis. Uh, then he became a British MP, uh, just with an attention to detail, successfully bought a British printing corporation, and became <laughs> a super powerful media mogul. Wow. <laughs> and you're playing some, into some dangerous stereotypes, but like, you know, cool. Good for him. Uh, he was litigious and often embroiled in controversy. In 1989, Maxwell had to sell successful businesses, including the per Pergamon Press, to cover some of his debts. In 1991, his body was discovered floating in the Atlantic Ocean, having accidentally fallen overboard his yacht. <laughs> Robert Maxwell didn't kill himself, by the way. I mean, you just said he had a bunch of debts. Like, did he owe them to the mob or, the mob or something? Or the Illuminati. 
or the probably church. the same people that Mr. Jeffrey. Whoa, owed, owed the Illuminati doesn't have a bank. Yeah. Holy shit! So he was obviously murdered at sea, where no one could yeah, find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> On his yacht called the Lady Gislaine. <laughs> Maybe and that's your daughter. His youngest daughter. It makes sense a little bit. Okay. Wow. Wow. And wait, wait to knock out those stereotypes being Jewish and being known for being very litigious. <laughs> uh, dude, you know what? Another thing that he claimed that his whole family was murdered in the concentration camps. You know, he's one of those. Just another one that just. It's amazing how many people have their entire support structure wiped out in the Holocaust and then just have a bunch of money and are super successful. Yeah. Based off of being a victim of this scam death camp. Wait, so they they have the American dream in Great Britain as well? Yeah. <laughs> for For one group of people, yes. He came out of a great <laughs> conflict and with nothing and then in like a few years owned a printing press is that what i'm hearing yes like five <laughs> years after the war owned a printing business yeah <laughs> after his entire family was wiped out and had no support structure as like a 25 year old yeah. yep okay it's amazing how many people in that situation come out with that exact fucking story huh yeah yeah i mean if, mm. if you uh you know Take examples from this show, then it, yeah, sure. Every, literally everyone. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every, it's just a every successful person that happens to be murdered in a yacht, weird yachting accident, and this happens to be an Orthodox Jew that all his family died in the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Aaron, Tales of the Holocaust is a later segment. We'll, we'll get there in a yeah. bit. So, so this guy, this guy was uh, Mother Teresa's PR guy. Yes, he was the owner of all the newspapers that would beg for money from people and proclaim that she was the most saintliest, greatest person of all time. Interesting. Very uh, interesting. Now, what other ties does she have? So, then you take this tie to Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell's father, then the fact that her missions are selling babies under the fucking table, black market style... And you go to Ghislaine Maxwell and fucking Jeffrey Epstein, it's not very difficult to make the connection that she was probably the biggest piece of shit in the planet and was definitely a front person. At, at, at best, she's a front person for the Vatican and for child sex traffickers to make it seem like they're doing good shit. And at worst, she's absolutely involved in child sex trafficking and like helping head that like a major player in a child sex trafficking ring. Mm -hmm. wow. That's our worst okay. case scenario. Our best case scenario is she's just didn't know any better and is being used by evil people. But she, she had like private access to a Swiss bank with a hundred million dollars in it where they had like a side door she could go through so that no one would notice her when she's gone. It was what? Yeah, yeah, that was another thing. Like, she had, like, VIP access to, like, these Swiss banks she could go to, and she's just flying around on private jets all the time and hanging out with a bunch of real pieces of shit. Well, she has important pressers to, to, to do all across the world, and you can't really blame her for having to be around all that wealth and all those private planes. Oh, my God. Just like so I, th I think I what we're, I think what we're learning is uh, that Mother Teresa may have been a horrible hypocrite but fortunately fortunately in our modern day 2021 world we have a a hero a saint who travels not by private jet but by boat because of the carbon footprint of jets and by public trains because of the carbon footprint of cars that's right Greta Thunberg the modern day real life Mother Teresa Ah. <laughs> uh. That's mostly all I got for the real shit on that. Do you want to know a real funny, goofy fucking Mother Teresa <laughs> conspiracy? Yes, I want to hear something really interesting. Yeah, this is the one I, I was actually excited about. Yeah. Dude, she looks exactly like fucking Anthony Fauci. And there's a conspiracy she... going on that he's secretly <laughs> her mom. 
<laughs> she's and secretly one of the, his mom. Uh, yeah, that, the yeah. funniest thing. Yeah, yeah, that she's secretly his mom. Uh, yeah, I probably fucked <laughs> up. Wait, wait, but she's she's a nun. She took a, a vow of chastity, right? Yeah, she probably took a lot of vows. I doubt she upheld. Like poverty. Like one of the <laughs> things that made me laugh so hard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> just like that one. <laughs> oh man this uh so somebody put a meme this was like a meme back in like 2016 when uh yeah everyone was trying to uh tie trump to epstein i guess 2018 or whenever that was whenever the epstein thing was going down this is so they they put a picture of fauci with mother Teresa. Trump with not Mother Teresa. And my favorite part, so they have that side by side. My favorite part is she has less degrees of separation to to Epstein Island than Trump does by like a long shot. (laughs) (laughs) He has one picture with Epstein at Mala Larga where he it's well documented that he kicked him out. (laughs) Yeah. And permanently. Was business associates with Ghislaine Maxwell's dad, who was also Epstein in 1991. <laughs> Beautiful, I I love this. But if you look like to like side to side pictures of them, man, they are so close. The nose is almost identical. I think the nose is the one thing <laughs> that's not as identical. Yeah, really. really? She's a wider nose than him. The eyes and the, the mouth are exact, though. And those laugh lines are like the exact same spot. And they actually do look insanely similar. It's really funny. I mean, when you're helping so many people, uh, you, you just have a certain expression on your face. Definitely not one of smugness. Yeah. You know what? Really, I think they do all get like once you get like grabbler to a certain degree. You get this like soulless look and you start looking like one of the uh what are those fucking birds from the dark crystal? Skexis. Yeah. You start looking like a Skexis. God damn. She you get those like hooked a... nose and you just look like an absolute gremlin. This picture of her, she just looks like an absolute witch. Jesus Christ, too. Actually, she does look like a like a cartoon fairy tale witch there. Yeah. <laughs> huh. She has like the warts all over her face. Her like she, she right eye lures babies out, lures children out to her uh, gingerbread house, and yeah, I was gonna uh, say good thing the storybook witches don't yeah, murder children. They don't Perfect. eat children. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I got on Mother Teresa. But it's so funny that people are like, you know, they act like. Well, what? I'm not Mother Teresa over here if they're like not charitable. And she's just such a piece of shit. It's insane. It's weird. Yeah. Like I, I was kind of completely unaware of the controversy about this until you had brought it up and then yet yeah, done a bit of the reading and um, kind of gotten a bit into the, the fact that she wasn't providing any medical care. There's, I think, something we, we didn't mention was um, so there, there were claims of them helping you know, tens of thousands of people within these missions and uh, from, from, from estimates and from some, you know, eyewitness accounts and trying to synthesize a number. I, I think the, uh, the Hell's Angel documentary sites that is probably like only several hundred people that they, they actually took into these missions uh, and you know, tried to try to quote unquote help. Um, I think one of the other, one of the other big controversies was that she was um, kind of forcefully baptizing people on their deathbeds uh, in fact, against or like you know, without against their wishes. Uh, yeah, against their wishes. Like I mean, oftentimes these would be uh, Muslim or, or Hindu people uh, who you know aren't going to want or believe in a Catholic baptism. So like there, there's there's a, a bunch of things like that, and then her her comments on uh, on pain and suffering and uh, taking some weird uh, shot in Freud and delight in. Uh, religious delight in it there's a it's it's a very weird situation but she does not come out looking particularly good upon scrutiny i that makes no sense i've never understood when i hear stories like that like being baptized is a choice you have to make just because some 
fucking old hag sprinkle some water on you does not mean you're baptized. Yeah, exactly. Like it's <laughs> you are at. Yeah, uh, for an adult baptism, you're actually you know making those vows and prayers yourself. <laughs> it's not a magic spell unless she literally is a witch. <laughs> Brews up holy water in her she's, cauldron, dunks people's heads in as they're dying. She's not only stealing children, but she's stealing souls. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, I, I remember reading about this quite like when Christopher Hitchens came out with like this this video and stuff like that. I remember it coming to light. But no one seems um jumping out of their seat to correct the record regarding her. You know what I mean? Like there isn't like when people bring up Mother Teresa in in normal talk, especially in the media, on the news and stuff like that. The news never discussed the the, the shit that she was up to, the people that she was connected to, and how much money that she had. Like the news Fuck never no, covered this. They're not this. supposed and to do that. Not, they don't do that. That's not what the news does. The news <laughs> is brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> If they do that, they might. Uh, it might be a tell for some some clever fundraising schemes of their own. Yeah, I think they just uh, got a hold of her grift and and mastered it basically. Like, oh, that's a good one. We're gonna run with that's it. That's all they do. They're just for sale for the next grift. They don't yeah. need to expose the old grift. Like that's that's not their job. <laughs> have Have we had anyone who uh, the news treats like, or any person? It, considered to a saintly degree like mother Teresa, uh you know in the last 25 24 years since that they what then turn on or oh oh no 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 just like someone to replace her yeah new mother Teresa. yeah no i think we went away from being religious now now it's all just celebrity it's not you don't want to bring the church into it fauci and greta thunberg great yeah yeah it's they just do shit like a greta you know greta thunberg or I'm not going to say it the way you're saying it. I'll, <laughs> I'll correct and shit. It's Thunberg. <laughs> Got to get the umlaut in there. Yeah. In, in America, it's Thunberg. <laughs> say it as dumb as possible. <laughs> Man, but that, that's interesting, too, that it was, yeah, I think 2016 that she got canonized as saint. And when did she die? 97. 97. Oh, okay. So, wait, gun to your head. Gun to your head. It's. I, it's too easy to be like gun to your head. Was she a good person or a bad person? So I'm gonna say gun to your head. Was she a child sex trafficker? Josh. Oh man, this is a hard one because that's. Was she aware of child sex trafficking? Gun to your head. You got to be right. So you got to just take your best bet. I'm I'm going to say she, she was aware of it. There was uh. It's it's very ambiguous at this point, but between um, you know, between just all, all the money, some signs of corruption, and her admittedly being in a crisis of faith for a large portion of her mission, uh, or her you know being in a lapse of faith even for a large portion of her mission, then um, it, it's not uh, not unbelievable. <sighs> My answer is. Uh, yeah, she definitely was. She was like the evil mob <laughs> boss, like on like the the second floor, watching it all take place. Basically, like yes, good, good, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, imagine like shaking hands with the kingpin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like having a cigar with uh, yeah, basically the the cartoon villain kingpin. Yeah, I think she definitely was fucking child sex. I think kids that got sold out of that mission ended up on Little Saint James, for sure. At some mm-hmm. point. Yes. Holy shit. The connection to Ghislaine Maxwell is just incredible. Like, oh my god. It's, it's so funny. She probably held her as a baby. Yep. Oh yeah. Probably baptized probably, her. Probably baptized her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God Ghislaine is saved. <laughs> right before she also kills herself, just like her dad. Oh god. Well, that's a little depressing. Uh, I think we should move on to something more um, uplifting. Uh, I think we got a song. Yeah, let's go. Okay, let's hit it. (laughs) Holocaust. 
So this is uh, from a New York Times piece uh, from 2011 titled The Science of Evil by uh, Simon Baron Cohen. My father also told me about one of his former girlfriends, Ruth Goldblatt, whose mother had survived a concentration camp. He had been introduced to the mother and was shocked to discover that her hands were reversed. Nazi scientists had severed Mrs. Goldblatt's hands, switched them around, and sewn them on again so that if she put her hands on out, palms down, her thumbs were on the outside, of her, her little fingers were on the inside. Just one of the many quote-unquote experiments they had conducted. I realized there was a paradox at the heart of human nature. People could objectify others, and that my young mind was not yet ready to figure out. So the Nazis forced her to be a lefty now? <laughs> Is that what I'm <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, what's your finger dexterity on either end? Oh my Whoa. god. They fucking turned her into a Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> oh, it's old out inside out uh, hands. <laughs> oh god. My greatest nemesis. <sighs> I'm glad I could read through that cuz when when uh, the duke originally sent it to me, I was I was reading through it and like, I I just cracked up. I could not finish it when I when I first read it. Oh, oh my god! god. They switched and the Nazis cackled because it was particularly evil. Because when she tried to <laughs> count her Jew money, all the paper money would fly to the floor, and she'd be sad. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing her try to pick up those coins with her reverse thumb. <laughs> the real cruelty. <laughs> It's so fucking oh, no. retarded. Oh my god. <laughs> I can can we find uh, one oh. I I want next for Ooh. next episode. Sometime this week we have to try to find one example of somebody having inside out hands, like having reversed hands. Oh. Okay. Like, like like cut Whoa. off and sewn back on or like genetically yes, like cut off and board. sewn oh, back okay, on okay. wrong way. Yeah. Of that even that being a, possible. No, it can't happen. That's fucking retarded. Obviously, that's... magically connect all the arteries and shit and the nerve endings. Or what do you... Jesus, man. You yeah, that's, that's cybernetic technology of the future. That is it quite. We couldn't do that now. We could not do fucking that. Luke now. Skywalker wishes he could get that. But but thank God, I, I knew I knew that this this segment would lift my spirits right back up after hearing about <laughs> that that horrible horrible Mother Teresa. Man, they had a they had a stranglehold on the science of annihilation and evil. <laughs> it was a rough place that those concentration camps kind of doing all fucking kinds of zany bits. Dude, how good were their scientists? No wonder they say Germans are the best engineers. They fucking engineered different hands. What the how? Dude, this what what the hell was going on at NASA with these uh uh paperclip German scientists they brought over. I'm growing to appreciate the German sense of humor, actually. <laughs> they guys, we were Freud. We were 25 years from people putting leeches on your dick to like get the bad blood out. Like that. And they're saying that they're doing fucking reverse hands. Come on. It's <laughs> perfect. Holy shit. Uh. I love it. Man, that, oh, that, yeah, that's a good bit. That's our uh, tale from the Holocaust for this evening. <laughs> do we have a scientist discover? We do. Let's hit it. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's face or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists discover a strange, uh, strange radio waves emerge from the direction of the galactic center. A signal from the deep in the Milky Way is a tantalizing scientist. International student detected unusual signals from deep in the heart of the Milky Way using uh, a radio telescope. Now astronomers are on the search for more evidence of what type of object could be emitting them. I think it's it, guys. Scientists have discovered... Radio waves from space. 
Dude, did we finally get a response to the Arecibo message? Uh, what, what I know is what you're that? talking about. What is yeah. that stupid message, though? I can't remember what. what oh, that was. Well, look, look up a picture of it because it's it's uh like the visualization is dumb. It's the one with like the Da Vinci like guy, right? And then yeah, it has kind, a bunch kind of, of so it has like the little pixelated uh, person on it, and it's got like these these dots that represent. Uh, like a, a DNA sequence or human uh, DNA. That's sequence. what it is. But it and, looks uh, like it's made in like Loader Runner, like on an Apple computer from like 1980. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was sent out from the Arecibo telescope. How, however, the hell that was uh, you know, could be deciphered. Um, I, I think also via radio waves. So this this is the response we're finally getting. Uh, I, I wonder what it says. Whatever some guy named Cohen can make up today is whatever it says. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, so they they note in here that there's a couple strange properties about this signal. Uh, one of them is that it has high polarization. So it means the light oscillates in only one direction, but that direction rotates in time. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And also, the other thing is the brightness of the object also varies dramatically by a factor of 100. And the signal switches on and off, apparently, at random. We've never seen anything like it. So, yeah, they're they're staring at a star or like a galactic object on the other side of the Milky Way or at the center of the Milky Way. And then when it when they lose vision of it and it comes back, they they're struggling to to come up with a, a reason why that might be happening. Jo- Josh, you have something to say? No, I, I was just going to read the little uh, bullet point at the beginning of the article where it says the signal doesn't look like the kind that comes from stars, planets, or even dead stars, which pretty much just qualitatively describes what you were you were just talking about, where it, yeah, being being polarized and having uh, kind of the, the on-off uh, Morse code um, effect to it uh, feels intentional uh, compared to other um, other galactic radiation. Okay, yeah, but you know. They're touting this as probably uh, something that, you know, is the first connection between us and another life in the galaxy. Um, now, what kind of rays were these again? X-rays. The radio waves, right? Radio yeah. waves? Yeah. So we're getting radio oh, I'm sorry, waves. sorry, yeah. Radio waves undisturbed from, and I just looked this up, what scientists are claiming, from 25,000 light years away. Uh, it, I think it's a lot, no, a lot greater than 25 light years. 25,000. Oh, okay. 25, that, yeah. Says. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know exactly, you know, how, how much interference might affect or, uh, attenuate a radio wave over that distance. No black um, holes in the way. It never hit a sun. It never hit the gravity of a sun. Like what, how is this going through? You're going past all these cosmic ab- objects from 25,000 light years. So this signal is apparently sent at best 25,000 years ago. If it's traveling the speed of light. Yeah, which it is. To reach what? Uh, but 25,000 years ago, they're looking at us through their alien telescope. And they're seeing 25,000 years before that even. Yes. So they're looking so, at... So they're seeing some uh, stone tool and a rabbit bone in the sky. Not even. No, we're, we're monkeys still. <laughs> we're just some like upright walking monkeys, no tools. Cavemen. It, was, it must have been a distress signal from an alien civilization that had just lost their fight against global climate change and god damn it i thought you were gonna say coronavirus <laughs> uh they, they send us the uh the, the rna sequence of this uh, space virus it's coming on an asteroid it'll be here in in uh in 2020 of earth years oh no it's too late <laughs> in case you have advanced enough just don't use the horse dewormer It'll be the end of all you all. <laughs> Ivermectin destroyer of worlds. <laughs> Holy shit. 
fucking I hate scientists so much. Dude, how much <laughs> do you hate space scientists at this point after going through all this? Oh, uh, I love them. they're great. From they, from they, the favorite. from the start of the show, before the show started, Bob, opinion on space scientists. I I I've always hated them. No, I've always hated them. No, I've but always how much hated did them. you hate them as much as you do now? You have I have a a greater appreciation for your hatred, right? No, I felt like I've been bringing you guys up to my level of of hate for these people. <laughs> yeah, Bob's the one who does the scientist <laughs> discover segment. <laughs> but, you know, I've been and doing a lot like, of... Uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of... Uh, was archaeology recently just because it's so easy to make fun of them. But, I mean, to sit down and you start thinking about uh, astronomy and all these, like, astrophysicists and stuff like that, like, they have nothing to do. They're all staring at the same fucking sky. Everything's already identified. And they 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 really reach out and try to make like a newsworthy headline for, for their discoveries. There's cause there's zero actual disco- discoveries going on in science. And so they have to make a big deal about the smallest shit. And plus they need funding. This is how they get funding. They're like, Oh my God, people are getting excited about astrophysics again. You know? So what we need is the, the uh, mother Teresa of Mars uh, to, get you know help fund them hundreds of millions of dollars just immediately into uh building new satellites see that's going to be elon's second uh miracle he's going to get us to mars and then he's going to decode this radio wave transmission from the other side of the milky way and it's gonna yeah i love it So, josh are you saying that soon in the near future i'm going to be able to sex traffic fucking green bitches back to earth (laughs) i hope i sure hope so Hope Martians have some milkers on them. I, I really hope the message is uh, don't go to Mars. Venus is the the planet you can actually terraform, and we just waste all of our time. Wait, what's the surface <laughs> of Venus like? I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Uh, is not that like the stormy, gaseous, poison one or something? Yeah, it's, it's, the, like, it's the other uh, yeah. next closest one. But um, okay, there, there there's like there's talk or stupid articles about uh, that being the next planet to visit or terraform. Um, yeah, the one made out no, of but, gas. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. No, but uh, but Bob, say, saying uh, suggesting that I would hate these scientists is uh, implying that I uh, genuinely care about the scientific progress of space science and uh, all this random money that's going to them, and the amusement I get out of that is uh, so much more than any any personal um I don't know the scientific that you uh, have. integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I, I love these scientists more and more every day. <sighs> Fucking hell. Oh, I know Aaron has, <laughs> has gotten to hate astrophysicists just as much as I do. I <laughs> fucking hate all space science. Space isn't even real. <laughs> to, it really just to me, it's like, dude, this might as well be a fucking Tolkien scientist. Real. Might as well be a Middle Earth scientist. That might as well be a science and they give me new discoveries from Middle Earth every day. Like that's how I view it. It's fucking stupid, it's insane. Just think of them as as sky masters of the sky. They they know all the stars. They can map it out. They know all that that dumb shit that no one really cares about. They're basically like rational thinking to a point. Um, uh, not oh god, what's uh, astrology? Like astrologists. They're like almost rational thinking astrologists. Today, the universe. Tomorrow, the courage to kiss a girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's the episode. What were you saying, Josh? Oh, I was going to say, I just want to start a new site where it, it's it's all these articles like, uh, new uh, anthropological evidence suggests that uh, orcs and humans uh, once coexisted or even possibly mated between species. And we found this uh, this deformed pelvis that might belong to one of those offsprings. <laughs> that's, that's what I would, uh, I would uh, write now. It's exactly <laughs> that. It's exactly that. Like That's no less dumb than reading these scientists discover shit about space. Or even about 20, 200 million year old dinosaur bones. Both the same amount of stupid. You might as well. Like if, if we just had an institution that was developed to, to talk about discoveries made with orcs, it would be the same <laughs> exact level of actual science. 
One one of these weeks, uh, Bob will finally bring in a discovery that'll blow your mind, and uh, it'll prove this science and the these uh, archaeological and space sciences are worth a damn. One of these days, but until then, I'm pretty sure if you lock a bunch of monkeys in a room for eternity with a typewriter, that they will produce headlines for Scientist Discovers articles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! With that. Thank you for Good listening night. to episode 70 of Okay, Hear Me Out. Take care, guys. Whatever, fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. Thank you, science! You've got mail. What the fuck?